1: G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Got sent a brilliant question last night uh, from Luke. It, was actually, it wasn't last night, it was a couple of days ago. asking me to go through my Newcastle Knights best 17 heading into season 2022. And it, it is going to be one hell of a season for Newcastle. I'm really not sure how it's all going to play out. Uh, with obviously Mitchell Pearce leaving, it leaves a massive hole in this side. Yes, Danny Badiris is up there. Kirk Gidley's up there. Andrew Johns is up there. It's all good and well. But I, I think those guys can only take you so far. And I think in the pressure crunch moments, I've honestly got no idea how Newcastle is going to go this year. It's going to be very interesting. A lot of pressure on KP. I posted about it the other day. Uh, I think that's just the reality of the situation. KP, is their highest paid player. He's their best player by a fair whack, in my opinion. He needs to perform. He probably needs to play football that's of an age that's beyond him which is unfair but this is how rugby league goes sometimes it's a tough gig he's got the ability they need to probably get more out of him than what he should be able to do at the age he's at. And he's not young anymore. I understand that. But he's still maturing as a footballer. Yeah, a lot of guys, we always want to compare KP to the all-time greats. KP isn't an all-time great at the moment. We don't know if he's going to be. He's an exceptionally talented footballer that's got a lot more rugby league ahead of him, a lot more to learn. It'd probably be great if he had a lot more to learn off a real halfback, a real 5'8", some of these real experienced guys. But that's the situation that KP finds himself. It's going to be a big season for them. Before I get into my Newcastle Knights Best 17 for 2022, just a reminder, uh, I dropped the Nathan Cleary interview last night. Make sure you go and have a listen to that one. 25 minutes of the absolute best. And then this afternoon, Nathan Cleary jumps on again. 5.30 once again. Thursday afternoon, 5.30, Nathan Cleary names his dream team, his best 13 of all time. Another sensational chat with the 2021 Premiership-winning captain and Clive Churchill medalist. Now, let's dive into this Newcastle Knights side for 2022. A lot of talk about Kalon Ponga, what position he is going to play. Will it be fullback? Will it be 5'8"? Personally, I think they need him at 5'8", but I just can't move him there. I, just, I know that they need a guy like him in 5'8", but... If you take him out of five eight, it means you're weakening fullback. For me, I think I'd rather have a gun fullback and then try and work out the halves. And I understand there's counter-arguments to both sides. You could say that's stupid because KP at fullback isn't going to get as much ball without halves, and I can understand that. But your best player... I don't know if you're going to get the very best out of your best player if he is at 5'8". And I think he's trying to band other problems when they've got an absolute gun at fullback. So for me, I would be keeping him at fullback. I'd be saying to Joey Johns up there... We're screwed. We don't know what to do in the halves here. What can you do with these six or seven blokes? And you'll notice when I name my halves in a couple of minutes that I'm really not sure which direction they're going to go. There's a couple of ways they could go. There's probably a few ways they're going to go throughout the season, realistically. But Kalen Ponga, he would be at fullback for me. I think he has to be in the one jersey. I don't want to weaken my best asset to try and lift up one of my lower ones. It's, it's just a bit... It's just sideways for me. So KP, he'd be my fullback. On the wing, left wing, I would have Tawala. I think he was really good last season. KP trusts him, has got a good little combination with him. Uh, I don't think he's like a premier winger in our game, but he does a job out there. He doesn't mess up too many of those opportunities that KP's able to provide for him. I don't think you really have a guy that I trust that is heaps better than Tuwala. I know a lot of people want Dominic Young, but defensively, there's still too many issues there for me. I don't overly trust him either. I think teams will be able to find him out pretty quick. Quickly, which they kind of did when he played first grade. Uh, the highlights are great, but outside of that, it's too much of a worry. So for now, I would go with Tuwala I wouldn't be shocked if Dominic Young is the left wing for the Newcastle Knights by the end of the season, or the right wing. Over on the right wing, I've got Heimel Hunt. Uh, very underrated, in my opinion. I think he's a really solid footballer. I didn't like him at the start of his career at South Sydney. I thought he was pretty bang average. Since arriving in Newcastle, I think he's been really good. He's a reliable guy, and he's not afraid to roll his sleeves up. He, come, he comes in and he does a heap of work. Is he a Brian Tye? where he's going for 12 metres every time. No, he's not. But you can guarantee your 8 metres out of Heimel Hunt every time. He tends to find his front, tends to get a quick play of the ball. So Heimel Hunt, he would be in this team for me somewhere. If I was going to drop one of these wingers, I'll be honest with you, it would probably be Tawala. If they could find another winger or someone else to come in, I'd probably let Tawala go. I would keep Heimel Hunt in this team. I think he's really underrated. I think if you watch him closely, uh, you'll start to notice the little things that he does. He's a quality little footballer, Heimel Hunt. In the centres, Bradman Best, he picks himself on... On the left edge and on the right edge, Dane Gago picks himself. I think this was the easiest part of picking this entire side. Bradman Best, if he can get through a full season injury-free, it could be anything. He kind of reminds me of... Katoni Stags up in Brisbane. They need him to play 15, 20-plus games to be successful. Personally, I think Bradman Best, if he's not out there for the vast majority of the season, they're in some serious bunny. Barney, he was also playing at the end of the last season. Got his pants pulled down a couple of times. Will Panassini got the better of him one night. So still a young football Bradman Best. We've had him on the podcast, champion fella. Still trying to overcome all these injuries. Hopefully 2022 is the season because it could be anything for him. Gagai is a great signing. They've lost a heap of experience in Mitchell Pierce. Getting Gagai, though, is going to be massive. He's also a sky that has been in the system before. It's been a couple of years, no doubt about it, but there'd be a lot of familiar faces and whatnot. Uh, Gagai, we know that when he played at the Newcastle Knights previously, arguably it was his best football he's ever played. The team was going like a busted asshole. They were awful. They weren't winning games of football. If you put a spotlight on Dane Gagai, though, and watch the stuff that he was doing, he was tremendous. And that was when he was going to play Origin and just absolutely braining it as well. So Dane Gagai, fantastic signing for them. I think he'll be at right centre. Let's get into the Harbs, and for me... I'm going to start at halfback. I think Jake Clifford, he's the best option at seven. I'm not convinced he's going to be a top 10 halfback next year. I'm not convinced he's going to be a top 12 halfback, to be perfectly honest with you. But when he arrived at Newcastle, he played incredibly well. The vast majority of it was with Mitchell Pearce. I understand that. But you've got to give Clifford credit where credit is due. I didn't understand the signing at the time. I didn't really get why they'd gone for him. But they got the very best out of him last year. And I think you've got to back Jake Clifford in from round one to where the seven, you let him have Joey in his ear and help him as much as he can. If I was if I was the coach here, I really wouldn't interfere too much with what Joey's doing with the halves. I'd sort of hand the keys over to him to some extent, uh, and I'd let Joey do his thing. So Clifford, he would be at seven for me. To partner him, I've got three names, and you've got to pick one of them, I think, and then out of the other two that you don't pick one of those guys will fit the 14 jersey so I think only two out of these three guys will be in their starting 17 one of them will be at 6 one of them will be 14 and one of them I think he'll be the 18th 19th man every week those three guys Phoenix Crossland Kurt Mann Adam Kloon Uh, Am I overly excited about any of them? To be completely honest with you, no. Phoenix Crossland, he had a heap of hype about him a couple of years. I know he can play, but we just haven't really seen it in first grade. Maybe this will be his coming-of-age season. I'm not sure. Maybe there will just be some teething problems to start. I have no doubt whatsoever Phoenix Crossland can play. I'm just not sure if he's ready to dominate in first grade. I'm not sure if he's ready to come into a team without a dominant voice as well. It's going to be a tough gig. Kurt Mann, absolutely brained it at 5'8 a couple of years ago. But once again, without Mitchell Pierce. I'm very hesitant with Kurt Mann. I don't know if that's a spot for him. Kurt Mann, he probably looks like the standout guy to be the Jersey 14 to replace Connor Watson realistically. He can play hooker. He can play fullback, center. He can play in the halves. He can jump in at 13. He can do it all. So he's probably the guy I'm looking at to play Jersey 14. Adam Kloons, the other one, coming from the Dragons. I think he's more of a halfback than a six realistically. I wouldn't be considering him at halfback over uh, Jake Clifford just yet. You could play him at six, but I'm not sure if he is a second fiddle sort of guy doesn't have a heap of X factor to him at least Phoenix Crossland he has got a bit of X factor to him along with Kurt Mann if a if gun to head and it was my choice uh, Phoenix Crossland would be my sixth for round one and I would have Kurt Mann in jersey 14 We'll get to the bench in a moment, though. You know who 14's going to be. We'll get to the other three in a minute. Uh, Up front, I would start with both Saifidi's brothers. These two, they feed off each other. They love playing alongside each other. They bounce off each other. If Jacob goes for a big run, you can bet your dick that Daniel's going to go hard at the next one. That's just how they play. I understand the argument to have one on the bench, one starting, so you've always got a Saifidi on the field, but I think this is where you give David Klemmer a role to inject himself during the game and have an impact, which I think he can do. I think the start of each and every game is going to be so important for the Newcastle Knights that they need both Saifidi bullies on the field, ripping and tearing. So they'd be my starting front rowers. At hooker, Jaden Braley picks himself there. Uh, arguably the Knights' best player last year. I thought he was sensational. Dialed off a little bit at the back end of the season, which is a bit of a worry, but the start of his season was incredible. I've said a number of times I thought he was always going to be a meat and potato sort of hooker. He is the opposite. He's got a huge skill set, which I really didn't see coming. I said the other day that I always thought Blake was the skill set one. Um, Jaden Braley, more of a meat and potato hooker, as I keep saying. But he really impressed me last year. He's one of the captains of this club now. An incredible knock by Jaden Braley. He picks himself at nine. Probably an 80-minute guy, depending on who you get at 14. But... Even if it is a Kurt man, I'd probably keep Braley at 9 for the 80 minutes, to be honest with you. I think he's well and truly up to it. Let's move to the second row. And this is where it got tough. Uh, I had to fit these three names into the second row and the lock forward role with Conor Watson gone. I'm not sure if they have the guy that can play 13 and play the role that Conor Watson did play, that sort of link man role. I think there's two guys here that could play lock. I've heard rumors Phoenix Crossland could be the 13, but...
0: without Piercy
1: i don't think they can even consider that to be perfectly honest with you i think they need him in the halves realistically i also don't think he's a 13 moving forward but happy to be proven wrong there second row i think tyson Frizzell, he has to be on the right edge i think he's the best right side second rower uh in the in their team i think he's arguably their best forward as well love what tyson Frizzell does i would have him on the right edge he's one that i considered at 13 but i'm going to keep him on the right side for now uh On the left side, it was between Lachlan Fitzgibbon and Mitch Barnett. Now, who do I think is the better left-edge back rower? I think Mitchell Barnett is. I think he's the better edge player there. I don't think Lachlan Fitzgibbon is far behind him, to be honest with you. I think he's a little bit underrated, Fitzy, But... I then look at these two and I go, okay, I need someone to play 13. There's no one else in the squad that really stands out for me. People have suggested Kurt Mann. I don't think defensively I'd like to do it, to be honest with you. I think I'd like to use him elsewhere. I think I feel like using Kurt Mann at 13, you're sort of just using him there for the sake of having a 13 like everyone else. I really don't think he moves the needle for you that much in 13. I'd rather him at 14, and he can come on and have little stints there, and I think he can be effective, but I don't think he's a long-term 13 realistically. So for me, I've gone for Lachlan Fitzgibbon on the left edge I think that's where he's most comfortable and I'm going to play Mitch Barnett at 13 now I know what you're saying Barnett played so well on the left edge yes he did 100% I think it's his better position but I think as far as the Newcastle Knights go he is much they are better off with Barnett at 13 and having Lachlan Fitzgibbon on the left edge Fitzy he can definitely handle himself there runs one of the best lines in rugby league defensively solid as well sometimes you've got to take away your best player your best position player out of that position them elsewhere With the Kalen Ponga one, I don't think he should be at six. I think he's better off at fullback. With Barnett, though, I think for the sake of the team, you're better off moving him to 13. So I'd go with... Tyson Frizzell on the right edge I would have uh, Fitzy on the left edge geez Frizz and Fitzy is close when you're saying them really close together like that and Mitch Barnett I would have him in jersey 13 move to our bench you already know who my utility is Kurt Mann jersey 15 David Clemmer picks himself here I need him to have huge impact through the middle 40 of the game he needs to be massive when I've got both Saifiti brothers sitting on the sideline that is a dangerous spot for the Newcastle Knights I think it will be all year they need Klemmer to get back to his sort of Kangaroo's form. He really needs to lead this side during that middle part of the game. Because I think with the Saifidis on at the start of the game, they will handle themselves. But when they get into the real grind of the game, and other teams you know, when you're playing your Melbourne Storm, your Sydney Roosters, who have these absolute throbbers coming off the pine, this is going to be the big test for Newcastle. That middle 40 minutes. I think they're going to lose a lot of games there this year. Unless Clemmer really stands up and plays his best footy. Jersey 16. I would probably go with Suaso Sue here. Um, and I think people probably think that's a little bit underwhelming. But when you have a look at their side, there really isn't a heap to choose from. Uh, Solo is another one that I would consider there. Very raw, though. I think I'd go with the experience of Suaso Sue. Jersey 17, I want a second rower probably here, a guy that can play middle or second row. Uh, I'm looking at Brody Jones or Jack Johns, one of those two. Uh, I'm probably leaning towards Brody Jones based on performances last year. I think Jack's a really handy player, uh, but Brody Jones, for me, I think he probably gets the nod there. But if you went Jack Johns, I can understand that. The depth in the forward pack is pretty grim, to be honest with you. If there's an injury to two of their forwards, two of those You know, the Saifidi boys, Frizz, Fitzy, Barnett, or Clemmer. All of a sudden, the Knights are in a bit of hot curry. If they end up in a a spot like uh, the Sydney Roosters were last year, they're in serious Barney. Same as out in the centres. If they lose Best or Gagai they're in some deep shit just quietly. So, the Newcastle Knights, I think to be relevant next year, they're going to need a really good injury run. They're going to need a bit of luck on their sides and they're going to need to find a way to overcome the loss of Mitchell Pearce, which for me is by far and away the biggest worry. Joey has walked in. Hopefully that helps as much as what you're all telling me it will. I'm not overly convinced it will though, to be honest with you. It's a lot to overcome in one preseason with inexperienced halves and a fullback that has arguably uh, been playing well below his best stability over the last few years when he doesn't have Mitchell Pearce on the field. So they're going to have to find a way to overcome it. For me, the key to Newcastle's season, though, they need to find a way to utilize Kalen Ponga better. When Mitchell Pearce wasn't on the field last year, it was an absolute shit fight. KP did not get enough ball in key positions. They need to work their sets to allow KP to play his best brand of rugby league, to be able to play his his expansive brand. If they're not... KP needs to be selfish. KP needs to go in and find the ball and create something, which isn't really the way that KP plays. But this Newcastle side, they kind of need Kalen Ponga to be selfish next year. And this isn't a negative on Kalen Ponga, me saying he needs to be selfish. Quite often when we hear the word selfish, it means that it's a bad thing and you're not thinking about others. But KP, the best thing for Newcastle is for KP to be selfish. You've watched what Tommy Turbo did over the last year, how he just gets into first receiver, he takes them on. James Hadesco does the same thing he's a fullback he doesn't sit on his heels out the back he gets into first receiver because his team was lacking key men in the middle he just took it upon himself to be selfish and go this team needs me now I need to inject myself I need to find the ball not wait for it to find me I think that's going to be the key for the Newcastle Knights and I have no doubt whatsoever Andrew Johns will be sitting down and having that conversation with Kalen Ponga during the offseason